Five Drive. Five Drive on Five FM as we get in heaps of adventures served to you by Five FM and Suzuki. Welcome to Helderberg. We're here in one of the most beautiful parts of the country. There are oceans to the right of us. Beautiful farms on the left, mountains in front, and Suzuki inside the basin. We're next to Strand, Somerset West, Gordons Bay, and on the line is Crazy Jay. Crazy Jay, what's going on? What's up, Nick Hammond and the Five Drive team, baby? Yes, sir. Okay, Crazy Jay is here uh, for one reason and one reason alone, and that is to spread and positivity all across South Africa from his secret lair somewhere in the northern territories of the country. Crazy Jay, what do you have for us today? Oh, Nick. So I'm so excited. As most of our listeners know, you guys have been zipping around the country, which is so beautiful that we are a part of, in uh, the Suzuki's that you have been so proudly sponsored by. And uh, it came to my mind yesterday, our Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment declared that this entire week, all South Africans will be gained free access to our national parks to go and roam and experience the beauty of our country. How amazing is that? It's one of the most incredible things, Crazy Jane. I've got to tell you, you know, we have world-class, like as you say, game parks, everything from the Kruger to the Pilansburg, uh, and so many in the Western Cape as well. And the fact that we can see them for free, I think it's a reason to bang this week. Definitely, definitely, my man. Let's bang this week, yes. baby. Crazy Jay, give it to me. Come on, give me all you got. Yes, Crazy Jay, kicking off the show. Otherwise, you will, uh, because yesterday also we went to go and meet Andrea Katsev, who's not only an incredible TikToker chef, she also is a proud female rugby player. And we wanted to learn everything about that at the iconic False Bay Rugby Club. We're at False Bay Rugby Club with Andrea Katsev. We're here to learn a little bit more about women's rugby and try to see who in the team, after a little quick lesson, is going to be the best at kicking the ball over them poles. I have a couple balls. Oh. Hold on, where are the palichis? I'm nervous. I'm not good at sport at all, let alone rugby. Let's see how it goes first and then I'll tell you what I th- how I think it's going to go. <laughs> I mean, look at the outfits. I'm not so sure Shalosa, eh? I'm not sold. <laughs> You're not rugby ready, boys. You're not rugby ready. <laughs> I think, what do you guys think you're made of? No, no, no. Oh, whoa, let's see. Yeah. Look, man. you got to represent. No, I know, I know. I just, you see, I would hate to, I do, but I would hate to speak ambitiously and then, like, I kick the camera in the face or something. You know what I mean? Which I think is more statistically likely. Okay. All right, boy. The question is, who of the team do you think was most likely to be the first person to drop kick from the 22, the ball over the poles? We'll find out with Andrea Katsev on the show. Local classic, Beatenberger back making music again together with Msaki. It's called White Shadow. We debuted this one last week on the show and we got so much love for it that we're going to just keep playing it. The more you ask for it, the more we'll do it as we explore our South African roots with the Five Drive Heritage Tour driven by Suzuki. So as mentioned, we're in Helderberg now uh, at the dealership of the year. But yesterday, after the show, we did it in the iconic clock tower at the waterfront we left and headed out for false bay rugby club where if you know cape town it's sort of just tucked into the back of constantia it's one of the best places to go and watch and play all different kinds of sport but it's an iconic place for rugby and in recent years as the growth of women's rugby has taken a hold of not only the mother city but the country too and indeed dare i say it the world this has become something that happens there more and more often so andrea katsef is somebody who blew up on tiktok and instagram over the course of the last two and a bit years coming out of lockdown making hilarious videos about her 
cooking and different kinds of things that she does that have now grown into this whole thing that she has a big brand around. She also plays rugby. So we got invited to come out. It was a freezing cold night as we arrived there around 6.30. It, it certainly was. Uh, the grass had that uh, sort of dew on it. So that's how cold it was. Um, that's what we were dealing with. And we were out there to attempt to see who among us on the Five Drive team was going to be the best at kicking the balls from around the 22, drop goal style, over the poles. My time to shine. We're here at False Bear Rugby Club with Andrea Katsif, and we're going to see who among us is going to be the first to be able to kick the ball over the poles. How are we feeling? Like 2019 World Cup, almost champions, England. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling like Andre Pollard. Uh, confident. Accurate. And unbiased. Skillful. Arrogant. Arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terrible! Now. I've never done this before in my life. <laughs> so we thought, let's be, you know, unbiased about this and see if Andre would predict how she thinks we would do. Here's Andrea's predictions. Yeah, okay, no, look. You guys have definitely got a bit of height on you over there, and then you've got a bit of, uh, you've got some, some meat on you. You've got big feet, I reckon. Um, you guys are going to suck. That's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> when Andrea went for her first attempt, here's how it went for her. It's my time to shine, boys. Woo! <laughs> 20, 20 bucks for the woodwork. Yeah. 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 A fantastic hit of the crossbar. And here's where it gets awkward because I don't really know how we do this reveal with me at the helm here. That doesn't feel all too good. Do you want to just speak on your own behalf? How did it go, Beebs, for you? You know, um, there's a famous comedian in South Africa who goes in class at Ibiza, Ibiza, then, which basically means it was coming, it was coming, it just didn't come. Yeah. <laughs> There was a request for you to uh, maybe go and join the team. So they obviously saw some promise. Because the only things that function properly are my fingers and my hands. The skill of <laughs> kicking the ball is just not existent. <laughs> We're going to find out. Take a guess. Who do you think among myself, Nadia, Bibi and Jude was the first to hear was the competition. Kick the ball over the poles from the 22. Drop goal style. Yeah, drop kick. Drop kick, yeah, yes. thank you. I tried to teach there, you there, what there, that was. Yeah, there was a bit of confusion yesterday. I didn't... Jude somehow thinks that there's a thing in rugby where you can just walk up to the poles and murder the ball with your foot over it. There's no such... You, you the... Is that illegal? Yes. You are the... <laughs> you are the I've never played rugby in my life, unfortunately. Come on, Jude, I, only, I only watch it. What, is Jude trying to be coy <laughs> or do you think that Jude is trying to uh, indicate that he didn't win? Who do you think did 20 minutes after three, five drive on the Heritage Tour driven by Suzuki? Let's do track. But right now we're trying to discover who among us was the first to be able to kick, drop kick the ball over the poles from the 22, hanging out with Andrea Katzef at the iconic False Bay Rugby Club last night. Surprised that I was actually able to do it successfully, but I did manage to get the ball over the poles. I'm quite stoked. All right. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my finest moment. I'm very impressed with the skills of situation over Yama right? Thank Tall you very man. much. But it's not because it's your barefoot. This was That's whenever incredible. we played. You're from the Cape, eh? Yeah. So when we played, I'm from the southern suburbs, northern suburbs schools. This is how we have to do it. Yeah, yeah I'm from Baltimore Large School, so I know for we the golf. We played you like this. Yeah. <laughs> so, firstly, I haven't played rugby in my life. Apparently, I don't know what a drop kick is. Uh, I was doing it wrong. Um, but also, while doing it wrong incorrectly, uh, I didn't get it over the poles. Uh, congratulations to. Mr. Mr. Hammond. Congratulations to Mr. Hammond, apparently, is what Jude said. <laughs> mm. 
Beebs, I saw some improvement there. I may not have gotten it through the poles, but I got it as high as the poles. And I feel like that's what counts in my heart. Thank you. Not <laughs> 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 uh, right inside, on top. <laughs> You cannot put um, a person who's never ridden a bicycle on a bicycle <laughs> and expect them to flourish. And, and that was me trying to drop kick a rugby ball. <laughs> we did film all of this. Uh, whether it all makes the final cut or people protest or not is a different story. But we'll let you know a little bit more about women's rugby as well on the show and where it's at, how it's growing as part of our current heritage of the country, but later on the show. But now 20 minutes after three, five drive on five, him shot Andrea for joining us on the show. Here in the Western Cape now, and uh, if you know Helderberg well enough, you'll know that on just the other side of this mountain is the beautiful student town of Stelis. And as somebody who was there for years, it makes me proud to be able to take not only the team, but you through the eyes of the show back to this part of the world. And so earlier today, I went to go and hang out with somebody who is one half of a Stellenbosch food power couple, I would argue, uh, the Basson family. So there's Marley and Bartus Basson. Bartus is normally the front-facing kind of a guy. He's a well-known chef. He's got a bunch of books and television shows um, and uh, and a whole bunch. I mean, he's a famous celebrity chef, but also a bunch of among the most famous restaurants in the country. He's also recently opened a burger joint because he wanted to give back to students um, and give them something that they could go and try in the morning or as we did, afternoon as it normally is or evening in and around the town. So I wanted to know from them because something that they care massively about is promoting local foods through local heritage. So for example, at their burger spots, everything that they do and prepare is as local as it could possibly be. Right? They use a local baker, the meat is ethically and sustainably and locally sourced. Uh, a lot of their restaurants proudly put SA dishes on the map, as well as a place that they have named after their own two pets. So here is myself and Mali having a conversation early this morning in Stelis, learning a bit about food heritage in our country. Buddy, so maybe you could just talk to us a little bit about, you know, as as a couple who've been really interested in preserving South African heritage, I know Baptist has of himself said as well that he is a proudly South African chef first. Maybe just a little bit about what that means and, and, and why it's why you consider it important to preserve South African flavours and foods and dishes. Um, cool. So I think it's very like easy. So we've got seven restaurants and Whenever we come up with something, we say, but is it South African? And Batis feel very strongly to not to import scallops and things when we've got stuff like bokums in South Africa, which is our heritage, which is local. And so we always try and just celebrate what we are and what's South African. And I think for us as a group of people or, um, or restaurants, we always want to be real as well. We don't want to be too pretentious. So on our Instagram and everything, you'll see the real moments from our life um, because that's we're just real people celebrating real things. Um, yeah, and I think what is so great about the Frey Burger is that we love burgers and we've created the burger that we love the best. And we've got someone who makes the own buns. We know which, which farm the cows come from, that the meat is from. We make all the sauces ourselves and we eat the burgers every week. Can you tell us, speaking of that whole idea of like bringing your family into what you do and the idea of your own background and heritage, maybe the story of, of Speck and Buena, who they are and, and, and then how that became a restaurant for the two pets. <laughs> yes, so we were in Paris at a bar called Le Vamp Comptoir, which has got pigs all over. And we said, well, we own our own pig called Speck. We need to come and do something like this. And at that point, there wasn't a tapas place in Stellenbosch. 
So we created Speck and Buena, which is Speck is our pig and Buena is our dog, the boxer. And we created a restaurant for that we wanted to come and eat at and we called it Speck and Buena. If you were following the tour, you'll know that it was Gatsby's last night and burgers for breakfast this morning. We are doing okay, we promise. But there is just so much great food that is proudly South African. So we need to try and taste it as we will continue to do for your sake to give you ideas about good flavor combinations, great recipes and some places that you can try as you explore. We had the opportunity to hang out with the Basson family. Bertus is probably one of the most well-known chefs in the country and he makes burgers. So we were there for breakfast. It wasn't, you know, our choice to eat burgers for the first meet of the day, but somebody's got to do it. And uh, <laughs> therefore, I think that we can't in fair good conscience go on the hate side of this, but here's what we're gonna do. Hated or rated, burgers for brekkie so what the team did is walked around Stellenbosch campus so if you know where uh, the library is I don't know if you guys knew but underneath your feet was a library it's an underground library oh, oh hectic that is yeah. cool you we were, didn't, I didn't know that yeah, yeah. You, you're on the Roy plane over the library or the bib the bibliotheque uh, just next to the Nielsi the student centre so walking around mm. to try and see if our decisions were good or bad ones. We did a hated or rated, which I'd like to hear from you, but according to the students of Stellenbosch University, hated or rated burgers for breakfast. So we're in Stellenbosch on the campus at the moment and we're chatting to students about nutrition. This morning we had burgers for breakfast and we want to find out whether you hate or rate burgers for breakfast. Um, I actually rate burgers for breakfast because they, I'm not really into nutrition, but I believe they're nu <laughs> nutritious. <laughs> you know, it's good to start a day and yeah, it's delicious. Okay, so haters or rated burgers for breakfast? I would say I hate it. <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird way to start my day. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lunch. I would feel like I was starting my day backwards. So. <laughs> I'd hate it. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a good idea. Like breakfast, they just give you that, that fatigue, you see. You, like, you feel lazy. In the, in the morning, I feel like you need to eat something healthy just to give you the energy to start up your day. My brother, you're holding an energy drink. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, like, I slept late, so I need that, that boost. All right, so from your perspective, let's do this. Burgers for breakfast. Hate it or rate it? 082 The jury's out in Stelly's. Let us know. And getting to share so many things that have happened since we've been in and around Cape Town. So yesterday, as mentioned, we went to go hang out with Andrea Katsev. We shot an awesome TikTok together with her that's up on the 5M page. You should go and check it out. It's also on Instagram too. Uh, but we also got to speak to some of the incredible women who are turning women's rugby into a big thing in South Africa. It's people like... Zoe, you can find her at the coach Zoe on Instagram. Um, she is the head coach for the False Bay women's rugby team. And out there that afternoon and evening, we we're able to find out a little bit more from her. Like, what's the history of all of this? Where is it going? And what can we do to help make women's rugby become an even bigger thing in this country? My name is Zoe Nordia, and I'm the head coach at False Bay uh, for the women's team. And how did you end up here? What's your background? So I was actually a rugby player originally and COVID happened. Um, so I decided to go more into the coaching side of things. Um, I'm also a referee. <laughs> um, and yeah, we started off with four people and two years later we have 60 registered female rugby players. So yeah, that's how it started. It must be quite a point of pride to see how in recent years, I think particularly the sport has been growing. This must be something that you, you I'm sure take a lot of pride in. Yeah, 100%. So when I started uh, playing rugby, there wasn't really any opportunity. So um, my main goal was to create opportunities for 
for young girls and women in sport, um, especially um, rugby. What needs to happen for the sport to be able to continue to grow? What are some of the big challenges? Uh, we need funding. Uh, we need uh, big companies to support uh, women's teams, um, professional, semi-professional and local teams. We can't do anything without money. We can't buy new equipment. We can't help uh, girls and women get to practices. Um, other than that, everything else is sorted. What does rugby mean to you? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> well, rugby is my entire life. I mean, I do all spheres of rugby. Every day I'm watching, playing, coaching, um, so it is my life. It means everything to me. Yeah. Where, where did it begin? Was it, how, were you very young? And how, how did you first get into, into rugby? Um, so actually, um, when I was 13 years old, I played a touch rugby tournament with the boys and I scored a try. And that's when it started. Um, after that, I wanted to play with the boys. I wasn't allowed to. Um, and I found a high school that started touch rugby. So I um, played with them and then got the opportunity to play for Western Province contact rugby. And from there, that's when uh, full contact was on my radar. Played for SA, uh, went overseas a bit, and now I'm coaching and riffing. Shout out to Zoe Nadir and the rest of the women at the False Bay Women's Rugby Club. It's exciting to see the sport grow. And as that continues to happen, we're definitely going to be a part of sharing these stories live on 5FM. Catch up from some of the best moments from the 5 Drive team by going to 5FM's catch-up page on the 5FM app or 5